Welcome back to yet again another episode of Finding Your Mind. Hi, how are you? Happy Wednesday. It is the middle of the day because I have other things I've been trying to fight today. All right, it is my sixth day of my 75-day challenge. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you should because that means you're a listener. I'm just kidding. I do appreciate you. Anyway, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to um, either Monday's episode or f- last Friday's episode. So just the last two episodes. And uh, I talk more in depth about what that challenge is and why I am doing it. So anyway, to those who are following along, it's been tough. Today, one through five has been great. Okay. You know, inspiring something new, something like I'm conquering it. You know, it's like that instant gratification. I'm getting it done, blah, 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 blah. Now it's routine. Now it's discipline. Now it's kicking my ass. Uh, I fought myself in my inner voice today just to go on a walk. Okay. I looked outside. It was 7 a.m. at the time. Okay. So don't just bear with me. It was 7 a.m. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, I don't want to. No, like my inner voice is like, <laughs> no. So I sat down on the couch for a second and I put my blanket on because, you know, comfort. And I was like, oh, this feels nice. And then I was like arguing because I was like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. This feels like shit. Ew, I hate this. Get up. Let's go out and walk and breathe that fresh air and take your dog out for a walk so you can take a dump. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm fighting with myself. <laughs> I am fighting with myself. So it took about a good hour and a half for me to get outside. I didn't walk my normal little around the block, 45 minute walk. I decided to take a car ride, which was very needed to Willow Grove, which is just a local beach I have here. And uh, I took my dog out there and it was nice and sunny. And the universe is like, look, look what you did. You did it. And now here's your son. You know, I'm going to give you a nice sunny day. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate you. You know, But I can already tell you this. I know from this day on is it's, this is the challenge. This is the discipline. This is where this challenge really kicks your ass and I can feel it. All right. So, uh, I'm gonna let you know how it goes (laughs) later down the road in different episodes. If I still stuck with it and wondering if I do quit, what the fuck my excuse was better be something good. You know, if I quit this challenge, it better be like, like death. You know what I mean? Okay. No, like, please, please no. But you know what I mean? Like it has to be extreme. If it's just, oh, I just couldn't do it. I'm tired. Then I'm a bitch, you know, and I'm lazy. Uh, but other than that, sorry, I, I come from a background of competitive cheer and I was also a cheer coach and also a cheer captain at the time. So I come from like the talk of discipline. So when I talk negative towards myself, it's nothing, nothing to, it's not really negative. It's me pushing myself. It's me fighting my inner voice. All right. So let's just leave it alone. On today's episode. (laughs) So anyway, yes, it's going fine. But on today's episode, I just kind of wanted to check in with you guys. And I kind of wanted to see how you guys were feeling with this style of uh, podcast episodes because I have a handful of people message me saying they really do like the organic but they also love the structured because I stay I stay on uh, track you know me my ADHD doesn't like staying on track it likes to just do its own thing go go off the trail and I love that about me because that's who I am so if, if I can just like figure out how to do both that'd be phenomenal and I'm getting there but um, I did want to really talk about after this. So you're just going to have to let me know. All right. So just let me know. Uh, social media, just to let me know. 
Chris and Marie on every platform. Okay, <laughs> I kind of wanted to chat about something today that I didn't think I really wanted to, but I think I'm ready to. And it's from past relationships, okay? So it's from exes and the lessons I've learned from being in these relationships thus far. I've been in relationships that are years long. Like I've had a five-year relationship. I've had a three years like relationship, two year, one year. Like I've never been in a relationship less than a year. And uh, that's because I figured out that I give people the benefit of the doubt. I hope for the best. And I know that there's something good in you and I'm going to get it out of you. Because I know in everybody, it exists. Because if, if I was so bad, because, you know, the childhood I came from, which um, if you guys listen, you kind of know. Um, but the childhood I came from, I wasn't a very happy human. I've created myself to be more happy, more optimistic, more cheerful, thoughtful, understanding. I, I created myself to be this way because of where I came from. So I know you can get it out of you. So when I go into relationships and, you know, you go through that six months of, of new and exciting and this has never happened before and I've never felt this way, you know, that all that stuff, you start to actually see the person for who they are. Because, you know, you start to get more comfortable and being more of yourself, which sucks that you have to go through six months of that. But that's true. So I wanted to really, really chat about my past and I am not going to out people's names, but I'm going to talk about situations and I'm going to talk about just a few. I might sneeze right now. So hold on. Oh goodness. Pause. Oh wait, I don't have a pause button. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, But what is that noise? Oh, it's my fridge. Guys, I'm inside the house. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. (laughs) I want to talk about um, my five-year relationship, my three-year relationship, and also a friendship relationship I've had. So I grew up with a best friend, a best guy friend ever since I was in fourth grade. And this person was so in love with me going in and out of like life, right? So in love with me. And I was like, no, you're like my brother. Like I've always thought about this person as my brother. I still do today. But uh, through years and years and years of that, like it was a lot of arguing and a lot of fighting, like as kids, as kids, right? So I've already, I grew up around arguing and fighting. So I just like thought that was a normal way of communicating. So that's what I did. I always did that. And... So this friend of mine, I still think of this person as my best friend, but he no longer is in my life. But um, it, it was like something you get out of a movie, right? You get these situations in your life where you find somebody and you're like, you're supposed to love this person because he's been there all along and he's understood you and, and truly he does. He probably still does. Because we lived next to each other for so many years of our lives and we saw each other all the time and we talked all the time and he'd been trying to get in a relationship with me all the time. Like, it was just always, he was always there. It was someone that never left, which was a huge thing that I didn't know was a problem for me until I got older. But anyway, so that's where that stemmed from. So my abandonment issues stemmed from my dad not being there, right? But then I didn't notice that I had abandonment issues until I got into a new relationship with the person I'm about to talk talk about. Then um, that best friend of mine that I just told you was no longer in my life. And then I realized, I think I have abandonment issues. Like, you know, like I, I really had to dive into something to deal with that issue, to understand why I felt the way I felt. 
with that person no longer being in my life or that person not being able to be in my life because my new boyfriend said he doesn't want me being around. Like it was kid stuff, okay? He didn't want me to be around this person because why would I be hanging out with other guys? And it, that's what implemented you cannot have guy friends because if you have guy friends, boys won't stay with you right? So I'm, this is just things I'm learning. Like as I'm getting older, I get into this relationship of two years. It's a high school relationship and it was a very toxic relationship. Holy crap. It was very obsessive, very scary. This guy was a stalker. This guy broke into my house, hid in my closet. Guys, this is real facts. He hid in my closet because he was like, where have you been? Like I walked into my room and he was in my closet bro he broke into my window okay sorry like no one knows this about me (laughs) like my mom does she was there but uh, he broke into my window and he was so obsessed and oh my god he was so obsessed to the point sorry i'm just jumping around he was so obsessed to the point he stole my bike blamed it on my best friend and then I, for me to get mad at my best friend, the best guy friend, saying he stole my bike when this motherfucker stole the bike the entire time. Oh my God, drama. And it was just, it was hell on wheels. They were like fighting each other constantly. And I was like, guys, chill out, right? God, you're the one I love. Stop it. You know, like I was in high school. Anyway, it got to the point where I was done. I was done with his stalkerness. I was done with his obsession. I was done with, you know, feeling like I can't be myself, be around the people that I love. So I tried to end it and I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of it. He just kept coming back. He said, we're not breaking up. We're not doing this, blah, blah, blah. To the point where I literally ignored him completely. I didn't go to school. And then the next day I went to school and he had printed out, he had printed out hundreds of pieces of paper that said, Carissa, I love you. Please take me back. And freaking taped it all around the school. Guys, this isn't a made-up story. This happened to my life. And now that I say it, I just kind of want to laugh because holy crap. So that started. And that kind of got me an insight of holy crap. Uh, I will never fall for that again. You know, I'm not going to fall for someone so obsessive or telling me what to do. You know, so I'm like... The person I am today, and I'm looking back, I'm realizing where all of my characteristics have come from, and it's all these lessons. So that being said, moving on after that relationship, I f- have uh, was like, you know, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. So I kind of like was hanging out with somebody else, um, kissing on somebody else, and then you know, just for like getting over that person, and then I finally was done. I was like, I'm done with relationships. And my senior year come around. All right, senior year. Hi, how are you? And then all of a sudden someone transfers. This is, this is another example. You guys are just getting the tea. You guys are my best friends. So just letting you know this now. Um, if you ever want to talk shit about me just tell, um, just share this to everybody so that everyone knows. And then, um, it's fine. It's fine. It gives me views. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But, uh, (laughs) Moving on to my senior year of high school. I was in a relationship. Well, hold on. I just jumped the gun. Somebody had transferred from a different school into our school. And I thought it was the cutest thing in the world. I was like, holy crap, he is so cute. Who is he? And then, of course, I had my friend figure out his name. 
And I just, it was weird. We had classes together. Like we had multiple classes together. And I'm like, what the, why do we have multiple classes together? It's crazy. Right? So I just kept seeing him every day. Well, anyway, <laughs> long story short, cause I am not going to talk this long. Um, I had been singing in the choir room every lunch by myself on the piano. I play the piano and I start singing. And I guess one of the doors was propped open. I never propped the doors open cause I don't want anyone to hear. I was always about myself. Like I didn't want people to fucking hear me. So I just do my thing every lunch. Usually my friend is with me, but she wasn't with me today at uh, this day. And the door was propped open. And I didn't hear anybody come in. I'm just hanging my Adele self out, right? And all of a sudden he goes, that was so good. And I'm like, oh my God, why are you in here? Like, who are you? And it, of course I had a crush on him. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> you know, stupid me. I was like, why are you here? And he goes, oh my God, you're amazing. I was like, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. And then <laughs> he goes, I play guitar. I go, you do? And then I was like, oh, this is the musical relationship I've always wanted. And I'm already looking in the future and I still don't even know this guy's name. <laughs> anyway, he's like, yeah, I play guitar. I like to write songs and stuff. I was like, that's so cool. Maybe we can do it together sometime in my head. I said that shit in my head. I didn't say that out loud. No, not this girl. She, I'm like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's fast forward a little bit. We started dating. <laughs> yeah. Long story short. Uh, we started dating. So cute. We started doing music together. We started writing songs, singing together. We played guitar. We'd sit next to the fire, you know, <laughs> goals. And, um, uh, yeah, I was, I'm really outing this. My senior year, I was still a virgin and, uh, Let's just say I wanted it that way for a while because I had my morals set that I was actually going to wait till I was married to somebody. That was my morals. It wasn't because I was religious. It was just my morals for myself because I didn't want to be pregnant. I was afraid to be pregnant. I was afraid to do all of that stuff because I didn't want to end up like my mom. All right. So I was just like, no, I'm going to wait until I'm married. Oh, my little naive self. Um, and uh, then let's just say this relationship didn't last that long because... Um, Apparently, after the, after the fact, after a horrible situations of him leaving and living in Oregon and we having to do a long distance relationship for a little bit, um, we, we ended up, he ended up taking my virginity and I was like, oh my God, this is the guy for me. I'm going to marry him. He's going to be great. And life is great. Like we do music together and this is just everything, right? Oh my God. Did this not, I, I, I'm saying all this stuff very lightly, but it tore me apart very badly because I found after the fact, after he dramatically broke up with me and left and it broke my little soul that he was only in that relationship for a bet. Apparently a group of guys at school had betted him uh, that he, he could be, he could take my virginity because I was a very prude person. No one could touch me. I, I didn't do anything with any boyfriends. I was at even two years guys. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do shit because I was just like, I don't care to do that. That's not love to me right now. You know? And, uh, he won the bet and left. Oh my God. <laughs> just saying this shit out loud. I don't tell people this shit. He won the bet and he left. He fucking left. I didn't know. I thought he broke up with me because he said, we're just indifferent and we're too young for this. And, um, 
I promise I'll come back. <laughs> he did. Anyway, beside the point, he left me for a person I knew he was going to be with. And I'm happy for them now. Ooh, yay. But at the time, heartbroken, devastated, the worst thing that's ever happened in my mental health. Because not only did I have to get over this first horrible breakup that actually took me down for like months. Uh, I had to get over the fact that I was just a bet to somebody. And that, that, that was tough. All right. So I come from a, <laughs> a wide range of people because that, we're not done. After that, I said, fuck men, fuck everything. I don't ever want to see a person again. And then all of a sudden, my next boyfriend comes around. This is probably about two, like a year later. <laughs> oh, this one. Oh God, you guys are going to see, this is the longest, this is probably going to be the longest episode. Anyway, this relationship really weighed on me. Okay, I met this guy, apparently we went to school together. Didn't know. He was a very quiet, shy person. And we went to school together. And I was with this person for five years. Five years. Okay. Different culture. Let's just dive right in. Met the guy. Right, messaged him on Facebook. We started chit-chatting. Started hanging out. Let me tell you how I got introduced to this one. Okay. We started just hanging out. You know, like getting to know each other. Staying out late. You know, taking car rides. You know, doing all that cute stuff you do in the beginning of everything. Okay. So I'm just spending time with this person. I'm like starting to fall in love with this guy. I'm like, oh, he's kind of fun. He's like, you know, chill. He's funny. You know, it is what it is. And then all of a sudden, I get a message pop up on my Instagram. And it's a girl. And I I opened it. And I instantly almost threw up, ladies and gentlemen. Because this relationship started out. I don't even know. I don't even want to talk about it. This is my weakest point. Anyway, apparently he was dating somebody. Apparently, he was already in a relationship with somebody. She messaged me and she said, Hey, I see that you've been hanging out with blah, blah, blah. And I just want to know if anything is going on with you two. Uh, because, you know, we we have been, you know, hanging out, seeing each other. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm gagging at this point because I've never been or ever wanted to be that person. Then gets fooled like a motherfucker and then hurts another girl. Who the f- No, right? So I keep it very cordial. And I had not responded. I didn't respond to her. I should have, but I didn't. And what I did was I had messaged that person, the guy, and I told him to come over. I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm just hanging out with somebody. Like his guy friends or whatever. And he comes over in his car and I get in and I'm like, oh, so how are you? And he goes, good. And I'm already shaking at this point, ladies. I'm shaking my blues. And I said, I said, look at this. Who is this? And he reads it, face drops instantly. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like, why would you play me like this? Like, I, I, I was like, this isn't, this is against your culture. This is against who you are. Like, I'm so confused. And he goes, it's not that, it's not that at all. And blah, blah, blah. And like, he went down and I'm not outing any secrets of anybody but you know it was a different different type of relationship I was used to and uh um or a different type of person I should say and so I stormed off and I didn't talk to him for like I think like two months my birthday rolls around he goes well I got you a birthday present I said we're not even exclusively dating he goes yeah but I got you one and this fool comes in with a leg massager like, you know those heavy-duty, like, ones that you see at Bath and Body Works? Oh, uh, no. Bath and 
the Bed Bath and Beyond. Jesus Christ, many Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, the ones where you stick your feet in and it like massages your calves and stuff like those like expensive ones. Yeah, he pulls up with one of those, and I go, "What the fuck is this for?" He goes, "Well, I know you haven't talked to me in a long time, and I really wanted to sit down and explain to you what is actually going on." So he explained to me what was going on, and me being a naive little bitch, I said, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. And I said, why did you get me this leg massager? He goes, because you always complain about your legs hurting. I was a competitive cheerleader at the time. So my legs constantly hurt. My legs were achy all the time. And for him to go out of his own stupid way and get that for me, I was like, that's very sweet. Thank you. And so I forgave that dumbass. I forgave him. And then I spent five years with him. Okay. I spent five years with somebody, different culture, different religion. Well, I wasn't a religion. religious person anyway and I had to change my ways without me knowing I had to change my ways because I wanted to be everything for that person I was like that's what you know life is right that's what relationships are you want to be the best you can and be what that person wants you to be oh my god girl you have so many lessons to learn anyway so in that relationship I got baptized I converted over to um a religion and which isn't a bad thing, guys. Like, I'm not like, oh, I hated it. Like, oh my God. No, it was very, it opened up my mind a lot and it helped me out. And it was a nice way to spend my Sunday mornings. And honestly, it was, it was great. Cause I went to an American church. Oh crap. I don't want to out anything, but I went to an American church, which is what I am. But, um, of course it was different culture. So of course I had to go to American church and, um, I loved it. I love that for myself. And I did that for myself. But then I realized, okay, well, if I want to further this relationship, because we're not living together, okay? We're not living together. We're not supposed to, you know, have any, like, relations, if you know what I mean. And we did. Though, that's that's the sad part is we did have relations and we still didn't live together and he still didn't propose and he was against, like, he told me he had to be a a specific way and totally went against it completely. And, like... It was just, it was a lot for me. And I kept asking him, I said, hey, listen, why are we not getting married? What, blah, blah. He's like, well, I just don't think my family's going to approve. <gasps> what? There goes my mental health. All right. Not just that, but it wasn't that because I, I was pursuing, I was trying to pursue music and I was trying to pursue my um, uh, Instagram fame. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know why I fucking said it like that. I meant to say my influence. <laughs> My Instagram fame. Kill me now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I had to, you know, I pursued like working with brands and doing all this stuff because that's who I wanted to be. That's what I wanted to do. And in the midst of doing all of that stuff, I was constantly hated for it. He constantly did not like it. He's like, why do you sing like that? Why are you singing? Oh, you just want attention. Blah, blah, blah. Like all of this stuff, right? All of this negative bullshit towards my dreams and goals. And it finally snapped in my head. I was like, this person is not meant for me. I spent so many years figuring this out. He doesn't want to move in with me. He's lying to his family about everything. He's lying to himself. I had to change and go to church, which, like I said, wasn't the worst thing. But I had to wear specific outfits. I had to do these specific things. I had to be a specific person for this. And it wasn't me. It wasn't who I was. So I left this relationship. I tried my artist to stay in it, but he wouldn't marry me. He didn't want to because he didn't think his family would approve. I was like, There's, what are you doing? Why are you prolonging this? Like, why are you not calling the shots? Like, be done, you know? And it just got to a point where 
I had to do something for me and I never would have been like that. So I like took myself out of the equation. I said, I got to go. I have to go. And I got to the point where, you know, he tried to get me back and I said, no, because you do not approve of who I am. Your family will never approve of who I am. And it hurt me so much because I was such an amazing person. I was so kind, so sweet, so caring. Like I would do anything for everybody. And it just sucked because my character wasn't going to be approved. And that was something I had to realize that I don't need anybody's approval. But at the time I felt like I did. And it sucked. It killed me. And I was like, I can't be in this relationship no more. Because he was weighing on like all of my dreams and goals and he didn't want to like participate and he didn't care about it. And he wanted me to be a stay at home. You know, it was just traditional for him. We were two different people. So I said, bye. I left. But I left on a very ugly term. And that was on me. That moves on to my next relationship. And I went from a five-year relationship, should you not, straight to my next relationship. It wasn't even a, I think it was a couple weeks, but I went straight into it like a dumbass. First of all, I should have been single. I should have been single and worked on myself. And I wish I was stronger to know that. And I'm not ashamed of it. No no one should be ashamed of being in relationship after relationship. I've learned a lot. And I think I wouldn't be where I am today without doing those things, without going through the motions. So do not ever regret the relationships you've been through. Okay. Don't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the amount of relationships you've been in, but I do I don't regret it. I just wish I would have known not to do it because I jumped from that five year to one of the most toxic relationships I've ever been in because I was in such a place. This next relationship was hard to get through. (laughs) It started out great. It started out so inspiring and so new and exciting and of course it was different from the relationship the traditional relationship I just got out of it was a let's go to the experience new bars new places uh, new people let's work on music this is another musical relationship I got into and I was like this is it because it was like a childhood love as well as I thought like we had this whole scheme of things we had the story and it was amazing we kept telling people you know it's so crazy we dated back in middle school you know it's a little fling in middle school and now we're dating when we're older and put together and in my head I was like I'm not put together and neither this person but it seemed like it we got in the relationship it it went great you know social media like my social media was already taken off after I broke up with my last one I got my place I got myself to a place where I was growing and I was seeing growth and I was like you know what universe is like that relationship you just got out of was what you needed you needed to sacrifice something so that you could succeed in what you wanted to do and so it was showing me but then it stopped because of the fact that I got straight into another relationship and this relationship was based off of looking good in the public eye not for myself because I didn't care for the spotlight I don't care for the spotlight I care to make a difference I care to share my story and and be something great. But the person I was with was spotlight, was addicted to the spotlight. So me being my growth already, having that like momentum, this person came in, you know, persuading me that this is going to be the best relationship I've ever been in. I'm not even kidding you. A whole fucking contract was written. You think I'm joking? I still have it. I still have it. It's a contract pretty much that, that states I will never cheat. I will never take the time 
or take time away from you that you need to work towards your dreams. I will be loyal. I'll be understanding. I'll be forgiving. I will, you know, all these things that you want to hear from a man. Hell yeah. You, you know, persuade me, but also follow my action. Right. So I'm already like done. Right. I signed the deal on this one. I said, this is great. And I was so excited and happy that my life was taking off and things are going to be great. And this is the love I've always dreamt of until it wasn't. It was such a toxic relationship. This person, despite me being 23, turning 24 at the time. No, 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 no. 23, 22 turning 23. Holy shit. Okay. Anyway, being 23 at the time, I was so excited to do everything. All right. I was like, let's go out. Yeah, totally. Let's, let's not have responsibilities for a little bit. Let's totally like blow our money on experience, which I don't regret. Cause I loved that. I, that was a great time in my life, but it's what came after that, that six months that really got to me because I decided I moved in with my sister cause I was leaving my hometown. I said, I'm done with my hometown. It's time to do something for myself. So uh, I moved in with my sister in Vancouver and I said, listen, I'm only going to be here for a little bit. I'm going to rack up some money and then I'm going to buy myself a place and then, you know, I'll be fine. And so that's what I was doing. And I finally got to the point where I was like, hey, talking to the boyfriend I was with, I said, I'm going to find my own place. He was living with somebody at the time in an apartment and I was going to do this all by myself. I was like, this is going to be such a big move for myself. I love this. Like, I'm going to go find myself a place. And he goes, well, what if we found one together? And instantly I go, uh, like in my head, I'm like, no. No, 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 bad choice. Don't do it. Don't do it. And my mouth said, sure. My brain already knew, but my mouth said, sure. Yeah. So we looked and we found a house and it was a 1940s house and it was downtown Vancouver. It was the perfect spot for what we're doing in our lives, right? We're pursuing our music, we're our musical careers. So why not be downtown where all the music happens, right? So we did, we, you know, I lived there. I mean, I got us this place. And it was great from the start, guys. Duh, it always is. It looked magical. Everyone's like, you guys have the perfect relationship. You guys are so cute. You guys are like Beyonce and Jay-Z, but the white version. <laughs> you know, it was, it was. And then because people kept saying that stuff, I kept it in my head. Okay, well, we have to remain this. We have to remain this strong, you know, happy, successful couple. And I mean, I was 23, everybody. 23. And so I'm like, yep, I'm going to do it. This is it. So I kept that in, in my head for a long time. Well, after that six months passed of being so, so fun, so in love or whatever it was, and, you know, inspired to do everything in this world and take over the world, it got to the point where actuality kind of uh, <laughs> hit. <laughs> it kind of soaked right on in, didn't it? And our exciting days and dates that we went to became a daily habit became you know a daily routine and the music started getting more intense and the attitudes kept getting very interesting and the egos kept getting bigger and like things just started to take a really bad turn and I was kind of to the point where I fell out of love but I stayed in there because I know that you're not always going to be in love with somebody because you have to get through the hard parts of that person. This person didn't fix his inner issues like he said he did. 
He didn't fix his inner past. He didn't fix anything he was struggling with, but he drank it all. And he was what I always never want. Like I never wanted to be around. I didn't want my life to be a, a full circle. I came from an alcoholic home. And so I, I, you know, I, I drank a little here and there and I drank, but then I became more drinking. Like I drank more and drank more and drank more because we would celebrate things that weren't worth celebrating. And we would go out and, you know, listen to music and drink, which is fine. That's a, that's a normal adult thing to do. But then it came to, well, the drinks are gone. Where are they at? We got to get more. We got to get more. We got to get more. Right. It wasn't a me thing. And so I just, you know, I fit in with the crowd. I tried to fit in with the crowd. And so I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is fine. You know, it's not going to be a daily thing. But then it turned into a routine of bad where, you know, this person lost their jobs. I had to, you know, get another job (laughs) and pay bills and everything just fell out of place. Things started getting really ugly. I tried to figure out what was going on in this person's head. I tried to be that supportive, you know, girlfriend and understand that they're going through some dark times, which, you know, if I'm going through something, that person was there kind of. And then, you know, I was like, well, I gotta be there, but I was there fully. (laughs) It, It just got really bad. It got mentally draining to the point where I wasn't in a relationship anymore. I was more of a a caretaker. I was I was getting up, making sure this person, you know, ate and got to important meetings and important, you know, interviews and important things every damn day. Like I was an assistant in this relationship. I drove this person everywhere. I did everything I could to help this person grow because I know the dreams and goals that this person spoke. And I had them too, but all of a sudden I put all my shit on the on the back burner. I put my shit on the back burner for this person. And uh, it just got to the point where this person decided alcohol was more important than any dreams and goals because he couldn't deal with all of his problems. Got to the point where, here we go again. I I was the shit end of the deal. Picked up this person from the new job he had. I'm, this is literally the fastest way I could tell this story. Picked this person up from from his job he had at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I was told at 4.15 a.m. by a drunken guy that he was no longer monogamous. And he doesn't know what to do. Now, I was a part of his musical team. We had a, a huge team of people. We had a team of artists and we did shows and fundraisers together. We did a lot of life together. So the one thing he says before he said that, he goes, promise you won't leave the team. And then he says that and passes out. Mm Mm-hmm. So I had to work at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so I didn't go to bed. I got ready, put a smile on my face and went to work. I went to work. Holy crap. Okay, here's another. Why is it I get the shit end of the deal in these relationships? Why do people not tell me they don't love me and that we should be broken up? Like, why do I always get the shit end of the deal? You're probably thinking the same. 
you're probably thinking the same for yourself. Why do you always get the shit end of the deal? I'm here to tell you right now, it isn't the shit end of the deal. It's a blessing. It is a blessing you're no longer in that relationship. You get to look back at all of those situations you've been through in your past and know that the person you are today is because of all of it. But now, if you're not happy with the person you are today, you have a lot of digging and a lot of thinking to do. You have to really, really dig to every fucking moment of those dark times and pull something out of it. Because that's the only way you're going to get out. That's the only way you're going to realize what you've been through was a fucking blessing. I share these stories and I share these things deeply and very transparently because it's important for other people to hear people go through shit. We all do. Everyone deals with different things, different situations, but you can get out of these things. Now, I take all of that shit, the fucking (laughs) being a bet to not being approved by a family, to being not monogamous, to what the (laughs) fuck? You know, I I take all of that and I say, okay, it has nothing to do with me. It never does. The bet wasn't for me. It wasn't because of me. I didn't cause the bet. I wasn't the bet, right? I mean, yeah, technically it was, but you know what I mean? It wasn't a me problem. Me not being approved by family is still not a me problem. That is a that person problem because they couldn't see that I was the best thing in the world. And the monogamy thing, that's a joke. That's someone so lost in their head that they didn't want to seem like an asshole for letting the best thing that's ever happened to them go. And I don't care. Like... That's fine. But I'm just saying it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, there's situations in the relationship I've caused. And I'm 100% aware of everything, right? You have to be aware with what you've done too. You can't just be like, it was them, it was them, it was them. You have to be like, okay, but the reason why these people didn't want me in their life isn't because of me. It's because of them. It's because of what they're going through. It's because their mental health is ugly. But what can I do for myself in the future to be the best version of myself so that this shit doesn't keep happening, right? Oh my God. You have to really fucking dig. This shit's so ugly. And I do have an episode called Let's Dig. And I do chit-chat in some, in some uh, past episodes about, about relationships, about your inner issue, about <sighs> abandonment issue, trust issues. I talk about this stuff constantly and I'm going to continuously talk about them the further I go in this podcast, I'm going to revisit things because it helps me too. Helps me open up my eyes to new life, to new experiences, to new thought processes. It's very important. You have to. Or you can just go every single day of your life ignoring all of these things and not have the best life. You can be at the end of a relationship and say, I'm sorry, this is just me. I can't figure it out because you didn't take the time to figure it out. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to understand why you think the way you think, why you go through the things you go through. You deserve it. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Finding Your Mind. This one was 40 motherfucking minutes. I am on a roll. I had to. I had to dig, okay? I had to. This is the longest episode I've done this far. That's fine. I was rudely interrupted by a freaking phone call. I'm so sorry. But yes, this is my longest episode. I am so happy you guys are here. I love you guys so much. And I will see you guys in the next episode of Finding Your Mind.